Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. I have now put my subscribe link in an even more obvious place in the description of every episode instead of just the show. So please click on it and subscribe so that you get all my bonus content because you don't want to miss a moment of this wonderful podcast or any of my useful tips about marriage or sex or parenting or any of the intimate relationships that people struggle with or sometimes just random shit that I think about. Um, So today I want to respond uh, to a reader comment. So I wrote this post that was um, pretty accurate in terms of my experience with couples, although depressing, and I'll link you to it. And it says uh, women in my practice are doing way, uh, sorry, men in my practice are doing way more. Wow, this is not a good morning for my speech patterns. Men are doing more housework than a decade ago when I started in practice, uh, but their wives are no happier. So basically, the summary of that is (laughs) <laughs> that I mean, men now in my practice, the upper middle class plus uh, couples that I see, usually all educated, went to college. So I'm just telling you kind of the demographics because uh, that's always uh, important in any sociological or psychological observation is to know what group we're talking about. So this is usually educated upper middle class plus um, adults that have. Um, reached out for couples counseling, and that in and of itself, of course, is a bias sample, but look at divorce rates. You know, they are lower. The high, the more education you have, the, then you no longer have a 50% divorce rate, by the way. It's pretty low, actually, with more and more education and increased rate, increased age at marriage. But anyway, divorce rate is, is not um, negligible, even for this population, even if they're not in couples counseling. So they're still having problems. And men are doing way more housework than ever before. Uh, from what I see, they're doing at least 50% of the child care and um, often 50% of the housework also. And when people point to these large-scale surveys that say that men do less, I'm not seeing it where I sit from the demographics that I look at, you know. And most of my readers, many of my male readers in particular, are the sort of proactive people that are following a psychologist and want to work on their relationship. And they're no morons, you know. (laughs) Like, they know already to do the housework. Like, this is not a big uh, rocket science epiphany that women don't want to do 100% of everything. So frequently, they're already doing uh, half the housework more with every passing year. More and more men get on the train of of being egalitarian within their marriages. And um, of course, though, you know, globally, large scale women still do more. Fine, but uh, that that's not good. It should be 50-50. Oh, but of course, it should also account for work outside the home, I believe, and different times of life, such as a nursing mother should be doing less than any other time. Um, but, you know, overall, 
what I'm seeing is with all those caveats so that nobody gets offended, um, men are doing a lot more with every passing year, but their wives are not happier. So that did not lead to like a plummeting divorce rate or something. And it certainly didn't get lead to these men feeling like their wives love them more or having more sex with them, which is usually their love language. So given that, uh, a reader asked, so what should we teach boys as parents about how to be in a happy marriage? Because we're teaching them to do housework and to split everything equally. And now they're doing it, you know. So now what? The wives still aren't happy, so how is there um, a, a way to train our boys to be in a happy marriage eventually if it does not just ride on being equal and respectful? Well, this is, you know, quite the pickle. And I know that in terms of what I see, men are not happy if they are with women that don't treat them um, well. And vice versa. So I think things have gotten a little warped. Everybody's talking about uh, girls always make sure that the boy treats you with respect. Make sure the boy treats you with respect. I rarely hear that toward boys about their potential female partner one day. Make sure she treats you with respect. You're like not allowed to say that anymore. That's like saying make sure she brings you your slippers and your cigar when you come home from work. You're not allowed to say that. But why not? It's obviously true. I mean, we if the housework should be egalitarian, then the respect should be egalitarian too, right? So I think that what we need to do is kind of the pendulum has swung a little far toward um, tell boys not to rape women. Yeah, okay. Also tell women not to be mean to men. It's the same thing. So I do not see many um, really truly egalitarian frameworks for how to train children to one day be in respectful relationships on both ends. And there's even very, there, there's even less talk about compatibility and love languages and how important that is as um, an, uh, a real filter for who you should be with and who you shouldn't. So instead of constantly saying to boys, ask for consent, ask for consent. Yeah, sure. Ask for consent so that, you know, you don't end up unwittingly, you know, doing something non-consensual. However, once there's consent, (laughs) this is not the sum total for all of our education about the importance of sex to a man to a young man who is going to be an older man that wants to get into a relationship and a marriage, right? So I talked about this in my podcast, How Do You Teach Your Girls About Sex Without the Fear Factor? And I talked about focusing on the positives of sex with my daughters uh, as they get older and even in some global, broad, macro level now, you know, as they're tweens. But also, you got to do that with men, too. So a lot of my clients, my male clients on happy marriages, could have been, uh, probably wouldn't have happened in the first place, or, or could have been a lot better with probably a different person, if their mothers and fathers had said, you are worthy 
of love and you are worthy of love in your love language and you are worthy of being with somebody that is compatible with you on many levels and it would not be shallow for you to focus on physical affection and it would not be shallow for you to focus on a girl who likes the same sports team as you if that's important or whatever the hell it is. So usually boys are taught nowadays, be respectful, be respectful, um, just um, be be nice. It's almost like they're already thought of as like they're going to hurt someone. So they have to watch out and be super careful and put the woman on a pedestal. There are no marriages I see that work out where the woman is on a pedestal unless it is just in a very specific domain and she reciprocates. So frequently I say, and it's true, that a man needs to think his wife is really hot for things to work. That's true. But if a man thinks that his wife is better than him in every degree, just by virtue of being a woman, she deserves all of this respect that he doesn't deserve being a man, then this sets him up to be in a very unhappy marriage. And women are unhappily married to men who aren't confident. The number one thing that's attractive to women is confidence. And if a man thinks that he should on some level be um, uh, one down and inferior in the marital dynamic, this is not a deeply confident man. I see many men who are confident in all sorts of arenas, work, parenting, friendships, but then in their marriage, they're scared to talk. They're scared to ever go against the woman. And this is partially because from a young age, they were taught to put women on a pedestal and always be so careful with them. Never do anything the woman doesn't want to do ever. Yes, sure. Do not force yourself sexually at a woman. However, within uh, even a dating relationship, it's very important that a boy knows, yeah, if you seem to always be trying to take her hand and she doesn't want to, this probably isn't the woman for you. Not, oh, well, then you should just wait. If she doesn't want to hug and kiss, maybe you're coming on too strong. You you should just be respectful. Just wait. Maybe she's going to want to lose her virginity when she's 25 and you've been dating since you were 15. That's okay. You just wait. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's how you end up very, very, very unhappy in an unhappy marriage and in couples counseling later in life saying, she never really liked me that much. Why did I not realize that? Why was I convincing myself otherwise? So... And of course, in that, it should go without saying that in that situation, I am not saying that a a boy who's in high school should then force himself on his high school girlfriend who's not ready for sex. I'm saying maybe he could do a real deep, you know, thought process about whether he's in a happy relationship or not, you know, and not put the woman on such a pedestal. So the subtitle for this is is the myth of the golden vagina, which I talk about with my male clients. Women do not have a golden and holy vagina and men who still believe that they do after like I don't know early adolescence end up in unhappy relationships because they're jumping through hoops to not offend the woman to to do all the housework to do all the child care which I do see frequently more and more frequently men who do the majority and to never upset her with the hopes of gaining access to the golden vagina or even just a smile This is not how you want to raise your son. You want to raise your son with confidence so that he ends up with a woman who does want physical intimacy, who is happy to see him. And what is a good way to do this besides to continually reiterate that he has worth and that he deserves a partner who loves him and cares about him and speaks his love language and uh, appreciates who he is? 
what am I going to say, everybody? Pause it to see if you know the right answer, like in those uh, like science quiz shows that I watch with my kids on YouTube. Well, the right answer is model it for them. If you are a woman, model a respectful, loving marriage where your husband's needs get taken care of and not just yours. So I, I wrote about this, uh, women treat your uh, husband like you would want your son's wife to treat your son one day. And a lot of women don't do this. And then that's kind of setting your son up to be in an unhappy marriage just like the one that you have. So the point here is this. If you think that your son one day deserves to be with a woman who likes him and who he has a chance at making happy every day and who comes at him with a positive attitude and who speaks his same love language, then model that for him. So what would this then look like? It would look like if you are in a happy marriage, then make that more obvious to your kids and talk about it. Narrate what you do for one another. Don't just um, make it like that the, the son sees that dad is always chasing mom around for a kiss and mom is always rolling her eyes and mom says stuff like, God, I do everything around here, but never mentions that dad busts his ass at work too. You know, so if you want your children, this is just about sons because people seem to lately have it covered to tell their daughters to expect to be treated well. But I don't see the same thing with telling boys that to expect to be treated well. And that's a shame because I see the aftermath of disparities in education among children like that about relationships and what it ends up with is unhappy women too, ironically. So it's not like the woman is happy because the man is doing more housework and bending to her every whim. This is why I write pieces like stop caring so much what your wife thinks because women hate this deferential, obsequious bowing and scraping. They find it a sexual turnoff and they don't know really how to get out of it, how to get out of the dynamic because they have also been trained that they should expect the man, any man they're with to bend over backwards for them at all times. So they're trying to find like some middle ground where they can both have a man who defers to their every whim and find him sexually compelling and look up to him and respect him? How? This literally, these are very different things. So, you know, man can't be both of those. So, again, we have to train boys that, also about female desire. So as boys hit, you know, puberty and beyond, saying things like, yeah, you know, women don't always have the same levels of desire. Certainly porn isn't accurate. You know, women's desire waxes and wanes and, you know, they, they don't want to hear it from you, but fuck it. Like I talk about this in my subscribers only episode about how to talk to about porn to your kids. But you got to mention things like that so that your son understands that desire waxes and wanes. And it's also a variable that people um, are different on. So there are women with much higher uh, physical touch love languages. And if you are somebody with a physical touch love language, try to get one, you know, like there aren't going to be enough to go around. So your son can be ahead of the game if he knows that that is something that he's looking for. So, 
obviously, like if everybody matched one to one with marriage on physical touch, there would be some people, some more men have physical touch as their love language. So some of those guys are not going to be able to get a woman with a physical touch love language. So don't let your son be in that group. <laughs> let him be one of the ones that knows about love languages and that the girl who in high school and college and 20s wants to cuddle all the time uh, usually does not turn into somebody who never ever has sex with you. You know, these, these are different. Um, these are different animals. You may go back, if, if you're a man right now, do a thought experiment or a woman, think about it. You always say, oh yeah, we stopped having sex completely after the kids were born. Yeah, what about before that? Because I see that all the time. People convince themselves of stuff that isn't real. There are very few people that are in sexless marriages that did not have a million red flags that predated the children. So, and including uh, squeamishness around uh, body parts, lack of desire to talk about sex, lack of um, trying new physical things at all, you know, lack of uh, desire to cuddle and touch, just so many things, right? So there were a lot of red flags even early on, which I've written about, and train your son to look out for these. Sometimes these conversations are better had between a father and son, depending on, you know, your relationship. You don't need to go into massive depth about things. But what you can say is, yeah, you know, people all vary on, on different things. There's love languages. If a girl always, you know, seems to find you cute and she's always cuddling you and touching you and stuff, that's a real good sign. If you're always trying to touch her and she's like rolling her eyes, that's a real bad sign. You deserve different than that. Nothing wrong with that girl. She'll be happier with a different guy. Not you, though. Don't waste your life on that because that does not improve. Similarly with other values, if you are, so if you have a son who's, you know, loves to run track and he's super physical and he loves sports and like this is what he loves so much and he ends up with, so picture this, it's funny to think about, right? And he pictures, uh, and he ends up with this real intellectual girl, right? So she condescends really kind of to all of the physical stuff that he does, but she's like super smart and um, she's uh, very, very ambitious. Many parents of sons would be like, oh good, she'll make him more serious. She'll make him more serious about school. Think about the gender inverse of this, right? So your daughter does track, your daughter loves sports, right? And then she ends up with this uh, debate team captain that says exercise doesn't really matter and what she should really do is take another SAT prep course. You'd be like, who is this clown? Why doesn't he appreciate my little girl for who she is? And you would tell her, girl, you know, <laughs> mom would say, girl, why don't you find somebody who doesn't look down on you? But yet the parents in the exact alternate gender inverted situation would say, I don't know, son, you know, she's a very serious minded girl and she's, um, you know, maybe you could stand to learn something from her. No, what he's going to learn is that his life is going to suck and it's not going to be fun because they don't share the same values. Same with extroverts and introverts or whatever else. I think a number one thing to teach kids is opposites attract is not always the best case scenario. Now, if your marriage is nothing that you would want your children to model, then this podcast episode can be a real wake-up call for you because it's so hard to tell a kid, uh, do as I say, not as I do, right? So a lot of us who have come from very dysfunctional homes had a parent say to us at some point, either implicitly or directly, well, I thought that you would learn uh, just not to do what I was doing. 
just like, okay, cool. What other fairy dust uh, was I supposed to absorb? You know, because there's no way to <laughs> learn something that you don't see. So if you are single or if you are in an unhappy marriage, you can certainly try to teach your child to end up with somebody who respects and values them and their likes and their interests and their values. But it's a lot easier to do it if you yourself are in a loving, happy relationship. That's easier. Everybody can't go just do that though. So talking about it is better than doing nothing, which is what the majority of parents do in this, in this area. So I hope that you uh, enjoyed this and it made you think about things a little bit different, which is always my intent. Please subscribe. Click directly in the uh, description of this episode as a subscribe link takes you to the Anchor website because I'm going to have a lot more bonus episodes coming out that you're really going to like. And I will talk to everybody soon. Have a great day, guys.